Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, 101.5. What the hell are you doing here? From the streets of Union City to your nighttime radio. Steve Travelis keeps you in the Jersey, no. We got a Monday night for you in New Jersey. Steve Trevelis hanging out with you till 11 o'clock tonight. Oh, man, I hope you had a great Father's Day. I did. I hope you had a great weekend. I did. Um, my sons made me, made me mozzarella that spelled dad. Is that the greatest gift or what? Right? They took fresh mozzarella and bought enough, bought enough of it to spell out the word dad. I put it on my Facebook page. Which uh, took six mozzarellas to make this happen, plus the two fresh ones that we also had on hand. So uh, there's going to be mozzarella in the Trevelisse household for, uh, I don't know, days to come. Because, uh, you know, I feel about mozzarella. And I know how you feel about mozzarella. And how do you feel about banning things in New Jersey? Because, you know, a couple of weeks ago, they want to ban books in the library, what we should or should not be allowing our kids to read. Here's one way to do that. Put them in the library. And if the kid wants to take out the book and he's underage or you have a problem with it or whatever, then the librarian can simply text the parent and say, is it okay if he takes out this book? Right? Easy enough to do. Note from home, whatever. Um, or uh, put him in the library. And if nobody takes out the book, then the book is taking up space. And then you change the book because we want to put stuff in here that people are going to take out. You know, I went through this uh, when I did the updates on the Howard Stern show and everybody was trying to get Howard off the air. And the big deal was turn the dial. You know, here's a thought. When uh, Terry Ricolta uh, got mad at Married with Children for Fox and started a letter writing campaign. And the same thing. Turn the dial. When uh, Tipper Gore had a problem with the records, you know, and uh, oh, my God, the lyrics that these that are our children are listening to. Don't buy them. But then what happened was they came up with the warning label, which meant that anybody worth their salt had to have the warning label on their album. So, you know, uh, it can backfire. But along with this now, we're talking about banning menthol cigarettes in New Jersey. And this is a story that Dino Flamia put up on NJ1015.com. And apparently, the um, for whatever reason, suddenly menthol cigarettes have been out since time began. I mean, not for nothing. Years and years ago, I did the morning show on WPST. And in those days, you could smoke in the studio. And I literally went through a pack of Newports every day. Until I heard someone say, oh, they, you know, menthol cigarettes can make your lungs bleed. I don't know if it can happen. But I heard that about Cools. And again, I don't know if it can happen. I just heard it. And at that point, I said, all right, I'm switching to Marlboro. Uh, and then I eventually said, enough of this. And I quit. But And I've been fortunate enough to have quit for many, many years. But apparently, menthol cigarettes has caught the eye of the powers that be, both federally and locally. And uh, here in New Jersey, 
they may not want to wait around for the federal government to make a decision about putting out the menthol cigarettes for good. A panel of New Jersey lawmakers advanced a measure on Thursday that would prohibit the sale of minty smokes in the Garden State menthol cigarettes. And by the way, before I continue, please write this down. We have two different numbers to call in tonight. They're not new numbers. They're kind of using them on a temporary basis because our 800 number is out of commission for a little while. But please write this down. 609-883-6609 or 609-883-6254. They will get you on the air, okay? 609-883-6609, 609-883-6254. Those are the numbers we're working with tonight. So now uh, back to the story. Uh, let's see. Big tobacco companies have created a gateway to addiction for African-American smokers and uh, younger individuals who are hooked on flavors like menthol, says State Senator Robert Singer from Ocean County, a primary sponsor of the measure. First of all, uh, today is Juneteenth and a happy Juneteenth. Secondly, why just African-American smokers? I smoke menthol cigarettes. I know a lot of white guys smoke menthol cigarettes. I know a lot of people from all denominations smoke menthol cigarettes. Sounds to me stereotypical, but I don't know. Uh, banning the sale of menthol-flavored cigarettes will help prevent a significant amount of devastating health consequences that are associated with smoking. Well, then why not ban them all? But why ban any of them? Here's the way you, you get the word out. It's very, very simple. Education. Don't buy them. You know, I mean, the only way menthol cigarettes are going to go away... Uh, kind of like the way Bud Light is going away. <laughs> People stop buying it. Uh, then that's it. You know, uh, currently menthol is exempted from New Jersey's prohibition on flavored cigarettes. The state has also placed a ban on flavored vaping products. Singer's bill was merged with another piece of legislation to add menthol and clove flavored cigarettes to New Jersey's list of flavored nicotine products that are prohibited from sale and distribution by retailers. The legislation cleared Senate Health, Human Services, and Citizens Committee by a vote of six to two. Now, Ed Durr, uh, who I'm a big fan of, Senator Edward Durr from Gloucester, voted against the measure suggesting bans do not work. And they don't. I would like to see cigarettes kind of go away, but I don't think we should do it by force. We should do it by encouragement. We should, uh, I agree with that. We should do it by education. We should do it by, uh, you know, putting enough information out there. So that people wouldn't want to use menthol cigarettes. But the thing is that it's not going to change anything. So if you ban the menthol cigarettes, all you're doing is uh, banning people in New Jersey from making money selling menthol cigarettes. The little shopkeepers, the stores that sell cigarettes. Regardless of whether or not you want to smoke them, they still sell them and they're available. By making them unavailable, people are going to go out of state and get their cigarettes elsewhere. And while they're going out of state for the menthol cigarettes, well, you know that other stuff they were going to buy? They're probably going to buy that out of state, too. So our special number, 609-883-6609, 609-883-6254. How do you feel about banning things in New Jersey? Do you think it's effective? Do you think it makes people stop? You know, we're not doing withdrawal here. 
if people want to get menthol cigarettes, they're going to get them. And I don't think it's right, especially since we tax the menthol cigarettes. We tax tobacco. You know, you can't force this down people's throats. They're either going to want to do it or not want to do it. Where are you on this? 609-883-6609, 609-883-6254. Those are the numbers to call. Should we be banning menthol cigarettes in New Jersey? Should we be banning books from our libraries in New Jersey? Because that's another thing to come up. All of a sudden, in 2023, the way we solve problems, we simply tell you what you can and cannot do. Is that a democracy? Am I missing something here? 609-883-6609-609-883-6254. It's summer. Are you missing out on activities you love, taking a walk on the beach or a swim in the ocean? Not able to join that walking tour on your vacation because of knee pain, back pain, or any kind of pain? Well, start enjoying your life. Call my friends at Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription needed, same-day appointments, fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions, and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Ramsey, Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall, so you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. Here's New Jersey 101.5 FastTrap.org. Join New Jersey 101.5 Read live broadcast of the Dennis and Judy Show this Friday morning starting at 10 in front of the Steel Pier. Enjoy fun in the sun on the Atlantic City Boardwalk with Dennis and Judy as we celebrate the Steel Pier's 125th anniversary. See you Friday morning in Atlantic City. Hope you win. Steve Trevelis. Should we be banning menthol cigarettes in New Jersey? How do you feel about this? 1-800-283-101.5. My friend Senator Bramnick texts me, uh, you can smoke, you know, you can smoke marijuana. Don't smoke the cigarettes. We have to draw the line somewhere. Smoke marijuana, but not menthol cigarettes. Megan is in Clark on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Megan. Hey, how's it going, guys? Happy Monday. Happy Monday, Megan. Did you have a good Father's Day? I have to say, I celebrated the best Father's Day as my own father, and his father's turning 90 on my birthday. Nice. God bless. Chin down. Uh, so so uh, tell me, what I do you think? Say, I listen to you guys on the radio on the way home. Thank you, guys. I'm on my way to my second year wedding anniversary dinner right now with my husband. Right. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. I'm listening to this and saying banning things in New Jersey. It's like banning things anywhere else, right? So there's always somewhere else to get something. There's always someone you know. It doesn't do anything. I think that's not doing anything to help anyone. My first cigarette, I was in the military a long time, um, was a Newport 100. And I got to tell you, you can get them anywhere. So what, like, what's the, what are you going to do? You're going to make someone work harder to get what they need to do their job? You're going to get some. It just makes people's lives harder, I think. I think it's like banning books. Well, yeah, and the same thing, right? They're talking about banning books from the library because people don't like the content of the book. Well, if people don't take the book out, they're not going to keep the book there. Let it happen naturally. 
you know, let it happen the way it's supposed to happen. If people don't want it in a, in a democracy, in a free society, then they don't have to have it. But not the idea where you're telling people they can't have it. And when it comes to the cigarettes, it's, it's you know, we've been smoking menthol cigarettes since time began. Forever, now it's a problem? Forever. Forever. It's like taking a timeless thing away. It's been there forever. What makes now the time to do it? Because these lawmakers have to come up with something. They have to come up with some kind of idea that they could float to show that they're doing their jobs. And this whole idea that, you know, the reason we're banning menthol cigarettes is uh, because uh, the addiction for African-American smokers and younger yes. individuals. We all smoke menthol cigarettes. Smoke. Everyone smokes. It's like the last guy said, you're smoking marijuana. You can get that anywhere. Why can't I get a cigarette? Did you ever think? In 2023, did you ever think you'd see the day when people would freely give you weed or have a problem with the menthol cigarette? You can get a cigarette on the street for 20 cents. You can get a thing of weed for $20. It's the same thing. I know. I know. But like once... Don't ban something you can't control. It's going to be out there anyway. It's a waste of time. Absolutely right. Megan, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Where are you on this? I'm sorry. I keep giving the wrong number. My mistake. 609-883-6609. 609-883-6254. These are the special numbers you have to call with. We're going to get a cattle prod in here. Ryan's going to hit a button. I'm going to, every time this happens, I'm going to walk out of here with like an afro. Uh... The, uh, the, the Juan Epstein cut from Welcome Back, Cotter. But, again, you cannot stop this. And I don't see why it's government's uh, job to give you permission to decide whether or not you should have menthol cigarettes. Or anything else, for that matter. This is, uh, this is not something new that's being introduced. This is something that we as a society have had since, I don't know, 100 years. I don't know when menthol cigarettes first came out. I remember the commercials for menthol cigarettes. And I know a lot of people of all creeds, races, and colors who smoke menthol cigarettes. I think this is kind of like a racial stereotype to put this in. Uh, African-American smokers and younger individuals. But since all people are smoking them, if you smoke menthol cigarettes, how do you feel about the idea? Would you like to see them disappear? Would you like to see someone take them away from you? 609-883-6609. 609-883-6254. I get you on if you call right now. I just find it absurd. You cannot really ban anything. What was the first thing you wanted to do when your mother and father told you you couldn't do something? Well, here we are. Now the state wants to be your mother and father. They want to be mommy and daddy. Daddy's decided. This guy's old enough to be your daddy <laughs> or your granddaddy. But come on. You know, but this is where we are in New Jersey, where, you know, they got to come up with some kind of an idea. They got to come up with something. So they come up with we're going to ban menthol cigarettes. That's going to save the day. 609-883-6609-609-883-6254. All right, so uh, says Singer, big tobacco companies have created a gateway to addiction for African-American smokers and younger individuals who are hooked on flavors like menthol, says uh, State Senator Robert Singer from Ocean County, a primary sponsor of the measure. Banning the sale of menthol-flavored cigarettes will help prevent the significant amount of devastating health consequences that are associated with smoking. Oh, just the menthol cigarettes. 
Currently, menthol is exempted from New Jersey's uh, prohibition of flavored cigarettes. Singer's bill was merged with another piece of legislation to add menthol and cloves flavored cigarettes to New Jersey's list of flavored nicotine products that are prohibited from state distribution by retailers. And like they, they said earlier, they cleared the Senate Health, Human Services, and Senior Citizens Committee by a vote of six to two. Do you really think it's going to stop anyone from smoking menthol cigarettes? Senator Durr does not think so. I like to see cigarettes kind of go away, but I think we should do it by force. We should do it by encouragement. Before voting on the measure, legislators heard from several individuals and groups who were against prohibition of menthol cigarettes. I'm against banning anything. Let the public decide what they want. And if they don't want it, the market will tell you. We know everything that we know. As far as it comes to smoking, as far as it comes with so many things, people have made their decisions. So it doesn't really matter when we talked about, you know, when COVID with the vaccine and all pushing and pushing and pushing the vaccine. Those that wanted it were going to take it. Those that did want it were not going to take it. And that's that. But they kept trying to jam it down your throat. 609-883-6609. 609-883-6254. How do you feel about bans? Gary's in Marlboro, New Jersey, 101.5. Hey, Gary. Hey, how's it going today? Good. How about you? Uh, pretty good. I'm a menthol smoker. and But beyond that, I just wanted to point out that it didn't quite work out so good with prohibition and alcohol. No. No, it did not. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's stupid because I can go to Pennsylvania I can go to Delaware or Maryland and get whatever I want. Yeah. And you know, you know what? what I mean? Not only are you going to get the menthol cigarettes, but all that other stuff you were going to buy in New Jersey, you're now going to buy in Pennsylvania because you're there for the menthol cigarettes anyway. Yeah. If I'm going to go and get a couple cartons of cigarettes there, I might as well do my shopping there. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't no. think uh, Senator Singer thought of that. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. It's 730. Jersey 101.5. The weather's brought to you by Sioka dealerships in Flemington, New Jersey. Experience the difference with 16 unique brands, part of the Sioka family with 41 dealerships, 25 brands, 10 collision centers throughout Pennsylvania and New Jersey. SiokaDealerships.com. Do you smoke menthol cigarettes? Would you like to keep smoking menthol cigarettes? Well, menthol cigarettes is the new enemy. Menthol cigarettes is the new root of all evil. And we have a new number in New Jersey 101.5 uh, that you can get through, a temporary new number, 609-883-6609, 609-883-6254. Those are the temporary numbers. Please call them. We'll get you right on. Do you think we should be doing this? Do you think that uh, we should be banning menthol cigarettes in New Jersey? Now, we want to beat the punch because apparently federal government is considering a nationwide prohibition on menthol cigarettes. All of a sudden, you know, after all these years, I don't know, maybe a hundred years. I don't know when did when did menthol cigarettes first come out. I got to find that answer. And uh, the thing is, we have now given people a chance to uh, you know get used to, enjoy, love, be addicted to menthol cigarettes. Did it, uh, you know, is it uh, fair? 
to take them away. All right, the first menthol cigarette was created in 1925 by Lloyd Spud Hughes. That was his radio name. Spud Hughes, what you? By Lloyd Spud Hughes, who, while suffering from a cold, stored menthol crystals along with his tobacco and discovered the next day he had created a mentholated cigarette. Now, like I say, people have been smoking them forever. I smoked them. Uh, if you ever smoked them, give me a call. Uh, and let's talk about this. Do you think bans work? Do you think that if people simply said, well, I can't have them. The government won't let me have them. I'm just not going to get them. Do you think people who are addicted to menthol cigarettes, I, I think even go so far as to say people who enjoy menthol cigarettes, not everybody who smokes wishes they could quit smoking. You may wish they would quit smoking. They may like it. And there are those who chose, choose to drink, uh, to drink, to smoke menthol cigarettes because they like it. And just because the government is telling them to stop, in some cases that makes them want it even more, but I don't think it's going to make them stop. It's going to make them simply uh, either go to the black market. Now there'll be a black market for menthol cigarettes. Where once there was a black market for marijuana and menthol cigarettes were easily obtained over the counter. When I was a kid, my uh, grandmother and my mother would send me to the store. And little Stevie would get menthol cigarettes <laughs> from the guy behind the counter with no problem. You know, once upon a time, you put the coins in the, in the, in the machine and they came out. Now... We're going to ban them. Menthol cigarettes, the root of all evil. And uh, should we be doing this? Do you really believe that bans work? You know, there's a movement to uh, ban books in New Jersey libraries that deal with LGBTQ. How about this? Put them out there. If people want them, they take them. If you have a problem with your child taking them, then it's very simple. In order for the minor to take out the book, you got to text the parent. The parent's got to give okay on it. I'm the legal guardian of my children. I get the say in what they can and can't do. That's part of the fun of being the parent. You, know, you get to pay the bills and you get to make those decisions. 609-883-6609. 609-883-6254. So now, uh, as the legislation is out there, to ban the menthol cigarettes, to beat the federal government to it. Do you think it's a good idea? How do you feel about the idea of banning? Will it stop? You know, Senator Durr, if we ban menthol, what we expect to happen is that consumers will seek out these products in other states. Oh, I'm sorry, this isn't Durr. Uh, online, and unfortunately, the black market says Mary Ellen Papard, vice president of the New Jersey Food Council, she told the panel, According to uh, Eric Bloomgren, who spoke on behalf of the New Jersey Gasoline Convenience Store and Automotive Association, a ban in an individual state like New Jersey wouldn't hold much weight. A federal ban would have a more meaningful impact. And that makes sense. Because if you're banning it in New Jersey, they're simply going to go to Pennsylvania. They're simply going to go to New York. People are going to go to New York or Pennsylvania, buy them, bring them here, and sell them to you quietly. So what exactly are we doing here? How are we patting ourselves on the back, Senator Singer? How is this a good idea? 
888-883-6609. In the spring of 2022, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration announced a proposal to include menthol as one of the prohibited flavors of cigarettes. Earlier this month, dozens of organizations in the United States, including Blacks in Law Enforcement and the National Association of Criminal Defense Lawyers, sent a letter to President Joe Biden bashing the FDA's proposed menthol ban. A menthol ban in the Assembly has not yet received consideration by a committee. Should this happen? Are you good with it? I mean, first of all, are you good in a land where now we're starting to ban things? You know, and what is supposed to be a democracy? What is supposed to be a free country? 609-883-6609. 609-883-6254. I'm Steve Trevelis. Your thoughts? Give me a call. I know it's a special numbers. Call anyway. Divorce is never easy, so we need to sell your home. Call Robert Dukansky of REMAX First Advantage. He has buyers lined up. Get your home sold fast and for more money than you thought possible. When sellers in Woodbridge were going their separate ways, they turned to Rob and his team to get their home sold so they could move on. At least that part would be easy. Rob's incredible marketing and options triggered 109 showings and multiple offers in just 22 days on the market. Getting the home sold for $385,000, which was more than $35,000 over the list price. With the home sold and extra money to boot, this was one less thing the sellers had to worry about as they parted ways. Robert Dukansky of REMAX First Advantage does more than put a sign in the yard. He has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. So call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. Or online at robsellsnj.com. Or Google Rob Sells NJ. And then you start packing every 15 minutes on New Jersey, 101.5, Steve Trevelis. All right, moving in New Jersey to uh, ban menthol cigarettes. Uh, Senator Robert Singer from Ocean County, a primary sponsor of the measure. How do you feel about that? Uh, by the way, the weather's brought to you by Carl's Fencing, Decking, and Home Improvement. Carl's is your one-stop shop for incredible service and all your outdoor home improvement needs. Decking, roofing, siding, windows, and doors, and of course, fencing. Surround yourself with the best. Visit buycarls.com. That's buycarls.com. All right, special numbers, 609-883-6609, 809-883-6254. And uh, like I was saying, should we be banning things in New Jersey? Do you think this is the way to go? Do you think it's the way to go if you're going to ban something in New Jersey, but have it available in all the surrounding states? That's kind of stupid, my opinion. But how do you feel? And again, you got to tell me how you feel on the special number. If you call the 800 number, you're just going to get a message telling you that it's not working. So call 609-883-6609 or 609-883-6254. And uh, tell me how you feel about this. You know, a couple of weeks ago, they're talking about banning books in libraries. And uh, as far as I'm concerned with that, Ryan had a great idea, my producer. You know, if you minor wants to take the book out got to get parental approval just like you got to get parental approval uh you know on other things you can't buy cigarettes without an id and now you're not gonna be able to buy menthol cigarettes uh if this goes through but do you think it's a good idea and does it bother you that they would even propose this menthol cigarettes have been around since 1925 they we as a society have had a lot of time to get addicted to menthol cigarettes and Whose choice is it whether or not you want to smoke? The government may not want you to smoke, 
They can't order you not to. Otherwise, just make all cigarettes illegal. And it's kind of getting to that. They try taxing and taxing and taxing, hoping that uh, you'll stop. But if you're going to stop, you would have. Banning the cigarettes is just going to make you want them more. Banning menthol cigarettes is just going to make you want them more. How do you feel? And do you remember why you started smoking in the first place? You know, what was it? Do you remember where you had your first cigarette? When you had your first cigarette? I had my first cigarette because uh, we were unloading. This is going back a long time ago. We were unloading cigarette machines at Great Adventure. And uh, the cigarettes fell out of the machines. And next thing you know, they were in the trunk of my car or in the uh, in the glove box of my car, some extra ones. And I didn't want to get rid of them. So uh, somebody taught me how to smoke. And I smoked them. And I actually dropped, not a lot, a couple of few boxes, but I, I dropped like 60 pounds and I started smoking and it kept the weight off and I smoked for 10 years. And then one night, uh, this friend of mine just said, why are you smoking? You look ridiculous. It makes you stink. What are you doing? And for some reason that night it hit and the next morning I threw them away. Um, one thing I was able to do cold Turkey, but it was my decision. I didn't need government telling me whether or not I could or couldn't smoke. 609-883-6609. 609-883-6254. When did you get your first cigarette? What made you start smoking? What made you stop smoking? You know, we all stop. We all start and we stop for different reasons. But I don't see where a government ban uh, has ever worked for anybody. Or worked for anything other than create a black market, other than make you want it more. Now that we've got prohibition, now I'm not prohibition. Now that we've got marijuana, do you ever think you see the day when marijuana would be totally legal and menthol cigarettes would not be? This is where it's coming to in New Jersey. 609-883-6609. 609-883-6254. Again, like I said, we're working with special numbers in New Jersey. 101.5. We have a problem with the phone system, so the 800 number is not working. But you can get through on that number. Later tonight, Jimmy Palumbo's calling in. This is the uh, the web series premiere of Beer League, the series. And it starts tonight. It's uh, webisodes they're going to run. It's on nj1015.com. Do check it out along with the uh, release of The Weakling's new single, which is the cover of Bruce Springsteen's I'm on Fire. So, once again, the new numbers if you want to call, 883-6609-883-6254. Your phone is a radio. Upload our free New Jersey 101.5 app on your phone and listen to us wherever you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Trevelis talking to you at 1-800. I'm sorry, at 609-883-6609 or 609-883-6254. You got problems with the 800 number. It's down for a little while. So temporarily, once again, 609-883-6609. Let's all say it together. Or 609-883-6254. You call those numbers, we get you right on. Uh, 
I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, my friend Anthony at ANS Salumaria retired. He closed the business in Millstone. It was a great Italian deli. Salumaria means Italian market. And one of the things that would happen when you'd go in there is uh, while you were waiting for the food or while you were deciding what to order, uh, you know, waiting in line, uh, lots of conversations would begin about anything, politics, current events, uh, you know, the price of this, the price of that, what's going on, the news. And, of course, food. Since we're all foodies, and you couldn't be a foodie without being in the Saromeria, uh, I met a guy. Uh, really, really nice guy. And it drives me nuts that I cannot remember the man's name. But he was such a cool guy. And we talked about pizza. And he said that he owned a couple of pizzerias in New York. I think Staten Island, I forget. But he talked about how uh, he had this great pizza. And he says, you got to try this. This is amazing. It's um, it's a white pie. You take a white pie with pepperoni, bacon, and sliced tomato. And I'm sitting there. And the, we're having a conversation. And he's, he's singing the praises of this. And while we're talking, we have all kinds of stuff. I'm thinking, I want one. I want one. And I even remembered, as, now, I, I remembered to, to ask his name again as I left. And I still forgot his name. But I know enough about the conversation that if I actually talk to the guy, I know who he is. Uh, but I, uh, I come, I come home and now I want one. I call my local pizzeria, uh, you know, by me, Badalapoli, and I say, can you make me the, um, you know, can you make me this pizza? And they do. And it was amazing. I mean, when I tell you, think about this, a white pie with, uh, pepperoni and sliced tomato and bacon, bacon bits which was, like I said, it just combines uh, on a white pizza. Phenomenal. And I'm talking about this, right? And I'm talking about this in Philadelphia. And a guy who, uh, another friend of mine, who owns a uh, pizzeria out in uh, Collegeville, Pennsylvania, the Collegeville Italian Bakery Pizzeria. He hears me talking about it. And he puts it on his menu. And he names it after me. <laughs> the Travelista. And I'm like, dude, I'm, rec I'm recommending this. This is not my idea. I don't want to take credit for something that's not mine. I'd love to give credit to the guy that did it, but I can't remember his name. <laughs> but anyway, uh, do yourself a favor. I wrote a story about it at NJ1015.com, and it went up on Thursday. Do yourself a favor. Next time you're sitting there and you want to get imaginative and you're like, what, what can I order on the pizza? What, what would be unusual? What could be something new to put on the pizza instead of what we normally get on the pizza? You want to experiment, you know, before they ban it, you know, because like they're trying to do with the menthol cigarettes. Um, try this. Pepperoni, bacon, sliced tomato, white pizza. And of course, the white pizza's got the mozzarella and the olive oil and the way a white pizza should be. And uh, what I want to do this hour and I know, like, if you have trouble getting through, uh, the number is 609-883-6609 or 609-883-6254. Tell me, like, what goes good for you on a white pizza? And while we're at it, where do you go for your white pizza in New Jersey? I mean, we get the very first topic we ever did on New Jersey 101.5 was, you know, where was the best place in New Jersey to get a pizza. But there's a difference between the white pizza and the red pizza. And, of course, you know that. But, I mean, like, like for me, I go down the shore. Uh, we have a beach house in Seattle City. And when I would go down there, it's mandatory 
that we stop at Manco and Manco. And uh, I get on Ocean Avenue, 9th, Avenue, 9th Street, and on the boardwalk, and I get the white pizza and I get the red pizza. And for me, huge fan of the white pizza. In all aspects, I've always been a huge fan of the white pizza. But there's so many different things you could put on the white pizza. Tell me. Tell me what you love to have on a white pizza. And where is the best place to get the best white pizza in New Jersey? Pat is in South Plainfield on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Pat. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? All right. I go with the white pie with fresh garlic and bacon. Fresh garlic and bacon? Yes. That and sounds I, good. And I came from Staten Island. We had a place called Lee's Tavern in Staten Island. It was the white clam pie. was our their signature pie. That's what I grew up with, and I haven't been able to find a place yet in New Jersey that makes it. Did you ever try? Now, I had this. Funny you should mention that. There's a place on Route 33. Uh, I don't know if they still do it, but I was there with my old friend Ray Rossi, former Jersey guy. Uh, it's called the American, I think it's called the Americana Grill or the American Grill. It's on Route 33 in Millstone. They made a white clam pizza, and I had it, and it was awesome. Yeah, the one at Lee's is a thin crust mm -hmm. white clam pie. If you, you could go and eat the whole pie by yourself without a problem. Wow. White, uh, garlic, white clam. Uh -huh. Perfect. And nobody will talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the best part of it, Pat. You get pe yeah. you get you get a piece and pizza. Peace and yeah, pizza. That's absolutely. what you get. All right, man. Absolutely. Good stuff. All right, have a good night, You too, Pat. Thanks for the call to New Jersey one oh one point five. All right, come on. Six oh nine eight eight three six six zero nine. Six oh nine eight eight three six two five four. Give me the best place to get a white pizza in New Jersey. Tell me what you think of the idea. Just tell me what you float the idea. And again, give it to me by a man I met in uh, a Millstone Italian deli. A&S Sanumaria, no longer with us. But but the memory lives on. I'm still eating the super sad that I got there. Uh, I want to know, uh, what do you like on a white pizza? And where is the best place to get the white pizza in New Jersey? Again, 609 8836609 Bacon very very popular on the white pizza right we just heard bacon and fresh garlic and i love the idea you know i forgot about that but i had it uh, at the american grill uh white you know white pizza with clams on it that's almost like eating the uh you know the clam sauce with spaghetti and clam sauce on a pizza but what do you like on your white pizza we go on for days Talking about what you like on a red pizza. But white pizza, you know, just, I, I just love the taste of it. I love the olive oil. I love the blend, you know, the way it tastes without the sauce. I mean, I, I like it with the gravy, but I'm much more, me, partial to the white pizza. What do you like on your white pizza? And where is the best place in New Jersey? Because I'm working on a post for NJ1015.com. Working on a post about who makes the best white pizza. Because I know I'm not alone, Right. I mean, the white pizza is not an afterthought. For some places, the white pizza is the primary. Or at least an equal. So when you go out and you want a white pizza, you probably have to some places, they just, the white pizza is an afterthought. And it may be a little tough. It may be a little overcooked. It may not have the same pizzazz. 
But then there's a white pizza that just melts in your mouth. 609-883-6609. 609-883-6254. Where is the best white pizza in New Jersey? What do you like on your white pizza in New Jersey? Here's New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. E-Veterans, New Jersey 101.5, sending you to see Duran Duran at Ocean's Casino Resort in Atlantic City. The Fab Five of British New Wave. Duran Duran brings their worldwide future fast tour to Atlantic City September 23rd. You can win tickets before they go on sale. Enter now on a New Jersey 101.5 app to win. Tickets for Duran Duran at the Ocean Casino Resort go on sale 10 a.m. Thursday, June 22nd at the Ocean AC dot com. That's theoceanac.com. Steve Trevelis. Um, what goes best on a white pizza? And uh, where do you get the best white pizza in New Jersey? Karen is in Flemington on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Karen. Hey, Steve. How are you? I'm good. Oh, wait, Karen, I gave out the wrong number again. 609-883-6609. 609-883-6254. The 800 number's not working tonight. Uh how you doing? Uh, how you doing? Yeah, I can't complain, but it's uh, ask me in an hour, Karen. I'll let you know. Yeah. Okay. Hey, well, you left out pink pizza. Pink pizza? Yes. It's you take the pizza. There's a restaurant here that used to make it, but they closed down. But they gave me the recipe. Oh yeah. It's the pink sauce, which is a heavy cream, butter, and tomato paste. And you mix that together. You put that on the pizza. Then you have some raw shrimp pieces. Then you put smoked mozzarella and then fresh sliced garlic, like Polly slices it in Goodfellas, real thin with the razor. From the, do I got to go in the jail cell to do it? No, no, no. I don't have to go to the jail cell. Okay. <laughs> I'm just making sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, you, so that's on the pizza. It is outstanding. Smoked mozzarella. White pizza, uh-huh. but the pink pizza with the shrimp, the smoked mozzarella, and the fresh garlic. Oh, yum. And nobody makes it? No. Ooh. No. This restaurant used to be in Kingwood Township. They closed down. They gave me the recipe, and we make it at home. Oh, that's the best. That is the best. All right. Yeah. All right. So, know. listen, when are you inviting me over? When do you want to come over? There you go. <laughs> I may leave now with that kind of a recipe. Oh, That's... yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? And we make our own dough. It's uh-huh. a bread machine. You, you know, make your own dough? Yeah. Well, you buy a bread machine for like 10 bucks at a garage sale, uh-huh. and you just use the dough setting. Oh, okay. And it makes the dough, it rises, and then you're ready to go. I love this. I love this. you got to open your own place. Karen's Pink yeah. Pizza. <laughs> Karen's Pink Pizza Pavilion in Flemington. And grill. <laughs> Love it. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. So, uh, give, me your pink, give me your white pizza, the best white pizza recipe that you've got. I told you, I blogged about mine. I put mine on nj1015.com, and uh, it is truly amazing. What do you like best on a white pizza? Where's the best place to get white pizza in New Jersey? And... Uh, Again, there there are so many places, uh, people who put, who specialize in the white pizza, right? Gail gives me regatta and fresh mozzarella. Sometimes I add roasted tomatoes, 
And uh, the best place to get it is her house. The Gail doesn't go out much. She just sits home and she cooks. And she's an amazing cook. And I love that. But I want to know from you as well. Where do you uh, where do you get your white pizza? And can you tell the difference? The pink pizza is very good, though. I mean, the pink pizza with the smoked mozzarella and the shrimp and the roasted garlic uh, cut thin like, uh, like Paul Sorvino in Goodfellas. I once interviewed Paul Sorvino. What a great guy. He passed away last year. I uh, loved him on Law & Order. Uh, but special numbers now, 609-883-6609 or 609-883-6254. And like I said, you know, I got this recipe uh, from a guy I ran into at an Italian market called A.N.S. Sarumaria. And it's uh, on a white pizza, sliced bacon, tomato, and pepperoni and when i tried it it was amazing so i'm, I'm, I'm like you know we're, we're exchanging recipes I'm, I'm passing this along to you and uh some of the ones i got on facebook uh let's see fresh mozzarella and the right combination of herbs uh panicos is a good place for white pizza mm, how about you uh zonies brooklyn brick Coal Oven Pizzeria in Middletown. These are the guys who have so much confidence in their pizza. At one point, they were offering it free. If you just come down there, they'd give you a margarita pie. This one is fresh mozzarella, regatta, fresh garlic, basil, baked in our 1,000-degree coal-fired brick oven. Now, that's our beats. 609-883-6609. Let's talk to uh, Kurt is in Reddington on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Kurt. I got you now. Hey, Kurt, how are you? Uh, good, good, good. Hey, listen, Campania in Reddington's really good. But going back to what that first guy said about Lee's Tavern in Staten Island. Right. You cannot beat it. It is the best. Pizza. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. Uh, I grew up in Staten Island. Yeah. I moved here. Right. I go back for Lee's Pizza. I go back for Lee's Pizza. You make the trip just for Lee's Pizza. Absolutely. And let me do. You got to eat it there. It doesn't travel well. No, no pizza travels you well. Got to eat it. Yeah, no. But this is thin crust. It uh, is phenomenal. Any pizza you get there is phenomenal. But the white pie with the clams. Uh -huh. All right. Unbelievable. Now, now, oh, he's Unbelievable. got, I'm telling you, I, I love the, I never heard of it until I tried it. And yeah, I mean, because it's such a, such Lee's, a combination. The only thing missing is the spaghetti. Lee's been around that, that, that bar, it's a bar restaurant. Right. And it's a very small bar, but it's more of a restaurant than a bar. Everybody goes there for the pizza. Right. Um, it's been around, I don't know, 30, 40 years. And how long is the trip for you to get there to get the pizza? Hour and a half. And it still works. But I'll, <laughs> I'll go to Staten Island. I'll go to Lee's. I'll spend a night on Staten Island, and I'll come home. You go so you go out. You want a white, you want a Lee's pizza so bad. You'll drive an hour and a half, spend the night, and come home. That's a pizza tribute. That's a, that's a pizza tribute if ever there was one. Well, it's not only pizza. I go visit my friends. And, oh, okay. You know, I go to the bars. <laughs> but, you know, but. Lee's, I go there if I want if I want good pizza, I go to Lee's. Lee's is phenomenal. 
All right. I love it. All right, Kurt, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. John, please hang out. Where's the best white pizza in New Jersey? What do you love on your white pizza? It's 830. Minutes on New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevelisse, you know what we want? A nice pizza. Abbeats. We want Abbeats. White pizza. I got the best one from a guy that I ran into in a deli saying uh, he owned pizzerias in Staten Island in New York. And he said, there's not many more, but he says, I can't remember the guy's name. It drives me nuts. But he says, you have bacon, pepperoni, sliced tomato. I tried it. It's amazing. What are some of the things you put on a white pizza? Where's the best place to get white pizza in New Jersey? John is in Newark on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, John. What's going on, Steve? How you doing tonight? I'm good. How about you, pal? I got two recipes for you. Okay. I used to make these in a restaurant I worked at a couple of years ago. So the first one, you take your red gravy right. in a container right, and put equal part ricotta so you get a pink sauce that way. Right. A scoop of minced garlic. <clears throat> okay. And what you're going to do is you take Brussels sprouts and you put them in a fruit processor, get them all shredded up. Really? Cook off bacon, right. saute the Brussels sprouts in the bacon fat, mm-hmm. chop up the bacon, sprinkle the both on the top of the pizza. It is one of the best pizzas I've ever had in my life. Wait a minute. So you mix the red and the regat, and you put that together for like a pink over it, and you put the mozzarella on there too, right? A uh, couple pieces of fresh mozzarella scattered around, but the garlic's the key. you got to put minced garlic in there too. So you have the minced garlic with the Brussels sprouts and the bacon. Yep. Oh, where did you get this from? Uh, was looking for something that was seasonal. Uh-huh. And Brussels sprouts, we had a ton on the restaurant, and I just want to make it good. You know what? People hate I like Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts get a bad name. Kids don't like Brussels sprouts. I, I love Brussels sprouts. For you. What's the other one? It, the other one is you put the dough down, it's ricotta, and then you do a couple slices of fresh mozzarella. Here's what's going to get you. Shallots and blueberries. Blueberries? You put them in the oven. The blueberries all pop when they get ready. You pull it out and you make a blueberry gastrique. It's kind of like a syrupy blueberry sauce. Uh-huh. Just over the top. It was the best seller in the restaurant for weeks on end. Wait a minute. Wait, you put this on a, you put blueberries on a white pizza? Yep. It is phenomenal. <laughs> you know what? How cool would that be if you did like a, like a giant, a New York giant logo? <laughs> In the blueberries. Now, we're, now we're giving me blueberries with what else? So it's regatta on the base. Regatta. Fresh mozzarella on the, on the top. Right. A handful of blueberries, some sautéed shallots in there. Mm-hmm. You put it in the oven, and when you pull it out, you drizzle the blueberry gastric over the top, and it's phenomenal. Where, uh, where can we get this stuff? You want to plug the place? Uh, it doesn't exist anymore. doesn't exist anymore. See, the, the good pizza it doesn't exist anymore. Hey, you can try it on your own. Okay. And what do you know? Where Are you Are you cooking anywhere or what? Not anymore. <laughs> oh, John, if you ever come out of retirement, please call me. <laughs> 609-883-6609. Where do we get the best white pizza? pizza in New Jersey. Now, some of what I got, I put it up on the Facebook page. And uh, what do you like on a white pizza? Some really imaginative things 
on the white pizza. I got he like the clams from Lee's Tavern, of course, in Staten Island, name of the father and of the son, you know. Uh, but the the thing about the, the white clams on the pizza, you could never do that on a red pizza. You'd want to do that on a white pizza. And when you think about, you know, the olive oil and the garlic and the and the nice thick coating of mozzarella that's on the white pizza that makes the white pizza so good, and then you put, like, the bacon on there, a lot of what goes on the white pizza wouldn't go as well on the uh, on the red pizza. I'll tell you one thing, though. I, I once got, I ordered this once, and people laughed at me. I said, you know, give me eggplant and a red pizza with eggplant on it. Eggplant on a pizza, that's ridiculous. And I said, well, what's an eggplant parm sandwich? Right? What's an eggplant parm sandwich? It's eggplant with red gravy and mozzarella. What's the friggin' difference? But to put it on a pizza, oh, my God, I get to have it. Try it. You'll like it. But the white pizza, I put the eggplant on the white pizza, too. I put the meatballs on the white pizza. I'm a white pizza guy. I love the white pizza. Uh, let's see. What else have I got here? Uh, Shadows in Tom's River, flavorable with big chunks of regatta. You need a knife and fork to eat it. It's so delicious. Uh, give me yours. Azores in Seattle City is great. Okay. Where do you go for the white pizza in New Jersey? And uh, also, also. Tell me, like, what you like to have on the white pizza. Steve is in Lawrenceville on New Jersey 101.5. Steve-O. Hey, Steve. I'll tell you, the best place is Nicky's on Olden Avenue in Trenton. Who are you talking with your mouth full? Eating it now? <laughs> no, but he's a black guy. and he serves, he's, got, he's got Italian in him as well. Right. He has the best white pizza. It's, it's on Olden Avenue. Olden Avenue, and what's it called again? Go there at night because it gets a little iffy. All right, what's the what's the name of it? You there? Okay, uh, I think I lost them. All right, two numbers: six zero nine eight eight three six six zero nine six zero nine eight eight three six two five four. Best place to get a white pizza in New Jersey, and tell me. Tell me what you like on your white pizza. The clams is a good idea. Uh, like I said, the bacon, uh, bacon, tomato, and pepperoni. The salted meats, they come together. As I was saying, right, there's this guy, uh, Steve uh, Carcerci, who uh, owns the Collegeville Italian Bakery and Pizzeria in uh, Collegeville, Pennsylvania. He heard me talking about it. And he made he put it on the menu, and I put the pictures. He calls it the Trevelisa Pizza, and I <laughs> put the pictures on nj1015.com just to prove it. And then he made a video walking around the place, talking about how great it was, and uh, the response, the reviews are amazing. Uh, I have no idea. Can I answer this? Okay. We got, we got, we have like, we have phone problems tonight, so you got to stay with me, okay? Uh, so, uh, we have two special lines, 883-6609-883-6254-609 area code, 609-883-6609, 609-883-6254. Those are the numbers that'll get you through. And I want to hear, I want to hear, it's a, it's a pizza party here in New Jersey 101.5. The very first topic we did was where do you get the best pizza in New Jersey? And that was in 1990. So now we've worked it out, the where do you get the best white pizza in New Jersey? 
And I'm telling you, it is delicious. It is an amazing blend. All right, stick around. We'll be right back. I got one open line if you want to jump on. 15 minutes under Jersey 101.5, giving you a super summer family fun day. You can win free passes to Casino Pier and Breakwater Beach. Just listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for the secret code word. Enter it on New Jersey 101.5 app for your chance to win a free family four-pack of ride and slide passes. There's three winners every weekday, thanks to our sponsor. Casino Pier and Breakwater Beach and Seaside Heights. Classic Jersey Shore fun for everyone. Make this a super summer with free family fun from New Jersey. 101.5, the station asking you, where do you get the best white pizza in New Jersey? What do you like on your best white pizza in New Jersey? Uh, Jen Carelli is in Pine Brook, is on New Jersey 101.5. What's up, Jen Carelli? Who's this? What's going on? This is Guy Jen Carelli. Guy Jen Carelli, my God. How are you, my friend? We're doing all right. We're doing okay. All right. Tell me. I understand that you make the best white pizza, and all you make is white pizza. Well, I mean, we make a lot more than just white pizza, but our favorite white pizza right. is our potato pie. Potato? It's a potato pie with garlic and all types of seasonings, grated cheese. It's delicious. Wow. What a great idea. Where did you get that idea from? It's almost like an gratin. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I mean, my father started making it back in the 80s, in the late 80s, and it just stuck. We kept it on the menu, and that's what we're known for over there. I read the text wrong. White pies, all pies. I thought I was reading all you make, white pies. But, God, that sounds fantastic. Oh, yeah. I mean, we make we make another great white pie with, like, the regatta on it. With, uh-huh. Like, um, you know, like, sautéed spinach is a good one. You could dip it in a nice marinara sauce, too. Um, it's very good. What do you think of people who take the pizza and dip it in ranch dressing? <laughs> we don't, we don't know. They, they should not be allowed. They, they, they want to ban menthol cigarettes. They should ban that instead. That's what they should do. Seriously. <laughs> no, we don't dip it in ranch dressing. No, no, there's no, there'll be that. Yeah, there's certain pies that can get ranch dressing on it, but yeah. if you've got like a tomato-based pie or a ricotta-based no. pie, no. Nah. No, the pe- the pies that you dip in the ranch dressing, those are the garbage pies. Those are the pies. <laughs> you don't want people to know how bad they are, so dip it in the ranch. We'll give you ranch dressing. This way it'll take away <laughs> from the disgust you're eating. Uh, now, what makes the Gencarelli pie stand out? Like, What makes your white pizza so different? Because I do hear great things about it. Well, I mean, you know, first off, the ingredients that we put on the white pie. So, I mean, the oven's been there since the 50s. Um, and, uh, I mean, when you're putting on, you know, quality ingredients that we're making fresh to order, it's not just sitting around. We don't just buy it. You know, you got, you know, we're back there with wholesome ingredients and then we're putting it fresh on the pie. You know, somebody orders a potato pie. We don't have it just sitting around. We make it to order mm-hmm. and it's, uh, it's, it's ridiculous. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Guy, thanks for calling in, man. Good stuff. The potato pie from Gencarelli's in Pinebrook. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Peter is in Lawrence on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Peter. Well, basically, I was listening on the app, and no one said Marucas. Ah, well, someone said it now. I got to get this. I, I messed up the numbers again. 609-883-6609. 609-883-6254. I'm sorry, Peter. Go ahead. Marucas and Seaside. Yeah. White pie with broccoli is my favorite down there. The white pie with, with broccoli. Family. Okay. With broccoli. 
The other one, the gentleman who said the red and white, that is called frizzolona. Frizzolona? What do you mean by red? Red sauce, Alfredo uh -huh. sauce mixed together makes you the pink sauce, which you call frizzolona. Frizzolona. Did you ever have, I had this, did you ever have vodka pizza, like vodka sauce pizza? Yes. It's really good. You can put a little shot of vodka into the sauce. Oh, yeah? You make you make your pie. Right. Then the sauce. Right. Roast pepper. Mm hmm Broccoli uh, bacon bits. Mm-hmm. And then you throw some kind of vegetable, no matter what it is, asparagus. No way. Is this a red pizza or a white pizza? This is a pink pizza. A pink pizza. So you mix the, the frizzolona. The frizzolona is a pink sauce. Okay. You even do it with uh, chicken cannelloni. Okay. Chicken cannelloni. But off the subject. Yes. But the, frizz, the frizzolona sauce, which my father used to make. Right. Alfredo. His own recipe and the tomato sauce, his own recipe, he called Fizzolona. Wow. And then you put in fresh moots. Fresh moots? And then the broccoli? And what else? And broccoli. You can put in asparagus. You can put in uh, not green beans. You can use any kind of vegetable which makes it look good. Now you're making me hungry. You got to experiment. All right. Thanks for the call. We're going to take this into the next hour with Dave. Please hang out. David Lindhurst. And I got some more. Give me like the, what do you love to put on a white pizza? What makes, where's the best place to get white pizza in New Jersey? Two numbers now. 609-883-6609. 609-883-6254. Special numbers for tonight. Those are the ones that will get you through. If it happens in New Jersey, you'll hear about it on New Jersey 101.5. And nj1015.com. Never get you through the night. It's all right. What's getting you through the night in New Jersey 101.5 is me, Steve Trevelyse, with special phone numbers tonight. Uh, 609-883-6609, 609-883-6254. Talking about white pizza. Where's the best place to get the white pizza in New Jersey? And uh, where is uh, what are the best things to put on the white pizza in New Jersey? Dave is in Lynnhurst on New Jersey 101.5. Dave, thanks for waiting. No problem. How you doing? I'm doing good. Now, you're a white pizza guy. Uh, I'm actually not a white pizza guy, but I make it. Um, and we do. We have a little bit of a different twist on it. Tell me. All right. So we put like a thin caramelized onion, and we use a imported uh, cream called Pana from Italy. Uh -huh. And we top it with regatta clouds. So it's a totally different experience than any other pizza. Uh, and we do ours on square. You do. You we do it as a square. Yeah, we do it. We specialize in square pizzas. Where is it? Where's your place? So right now I'm currently doing pop-ups. Uh, my handle's uh, Skinny Pizza Guy on uh, Instagram. There's no such thing as a skinny pizza guy, right? Yeah, so you met me. Except for you, <laughs> Skinny yeah, Pizza Guy. Exactly. So, uh, I was formerly of uh, Tavolino. I own Tavolino in uh, Wellington. Uh huh. And um, from there I went to uh, Caniglio's. Actually, uh, my good friend Nino. Oh, Caniglio's. That's like the upper. That's like the SEC of pizzerias. <laughs> Yeah, he told me a couple of things. But I thought I told him a couple of things about square pies. So nice. All right. Now, so, get, so now, now, how do we get a hold of you, Dave? 
Um, Where do we find you? On Instagram, uh, what do you call it? The Skinny Pizza Guy. And okay. We have uh, our online ordering on there for every Friday right now. We're currently doing uh-huh. um, from 3 to 8 p.m. Uh, we do uh, pre-order slots only. And we have a variation of like four or five different pies every week. But where are you? We got to find you. We're in we're in Linhurst. Oh, I, you're in Linhurst. Uh, you know, it's like, it's like where's Waldo? You know, you got to find me on Instagram. So we're gonna drive up and down the streets of Linhurst, hoping we run into Skinny <laughs> no, Pizza no, Guy. It'll be right worth now, it. Now we're currently we're currently doing it at uh, three fifty six Valley Brook Avenue. Okay. Out of Vinnie Mutz. Vinnie Mutz, good. Okay. Yeah, so uh, we do the pizza out of there on Fridays currently, so right. we're currently looking for a location. All right, now give me, give me, give me one more time. Give me that the pizza again. It's square pizza, caramelized onions, and tell me, tell me the rest of it. Imported cream from Italy called Pana. Right. And we put regatta clouds and fresh mozzarella, oh a little bit God. of uh, Calabrian chili oil, homemade Calabrian chili oil. How the hell do you stay skinny? I say, you know, I got I sample all my products, but can't can't keep it on. You know what? God bless you. We, we if you could figure out how to sell I that Dorito chips, I promise I'm skinny. <laughs> if you could sell that, how you can eat your pizza and not put on weight, now you got something, Dave. Now find you a location. <laughs> Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. All right. Where is the best white pizza in New Jersey? Uh, let's see. Chris has given me uh, uh, white seafood pizza from Pegasus Restaurant in Malaga, New Jersey. The best white pizza I've ever had. And Andrew's coming up with uh, regatta, roasted red peppers, pesto, mozzarella, and tomato. Sliced tomato, I guess, right? Tacanelli and Maple Shade's a really good spot as well, says my friend George Flunt, uh, who throws incredible parties, I might add. And the Vesuvio's Pizza, Nick's Place, uh, white with sausage and garlic, says Frank. What about you? The best white pizza in New Jersey. And like I said, this started from um, a guy I ran into. In uh, A&S Salumalia before it closed, a uh, great Italian market in Millstone. And the guy owned a bunch of pizzerias in Staten Island, and he was telling me how he closed them all. But he said that their most popular pie, was, and he goes, I'm going to tell you this, you're going to love it. And it was um, a white pizza with sliced tomato, pepperoni, and bacon. And I tried it. I had to have it. And uh, I went home. I called my uh, my pizza guy. I called Bella Napoli, and they said, uh, you know, can you tell me this? And uh, they did. And you know they made it for me, and um, it was amazing. So I tell a friend of mine who owns a pizzeria in Collegeville, Pennsylvania, he put it up on the menu and named it after me. And I said, look, man, recommended by it. This is my idea. I don't want to take credit for something I didn't do. Uh, but it's on NJ1015.com. Colleen says she's been trying to call into the show. Uh, the problem is, like I said, the 800 number is not working tonight. So you got to go for 883-6609 or 883-6254. Colleen says, uh, I have a good toppings for pizza. It would be good. Uh, you could put it on a normal pizza. Clams and garlic. I also like to put vinegar on my pizza. Sounds weird, but it's awesome. I can't do vinegar. Vinegar makes my mouth do that sour face thing. I can't do that. Vinegar hurts my teeth. I can't do that. Uh, I don't know. She says it's awesome. Uh, like I said, you know, like the, the idea here, here's ranch dressing for your pizza. That should be, that's what they got to start foreboding. That's where they worry about the menthol cigarettes in New Jersey. How about it should be illegal to dip your pizza in ranch dressing? 
Because if you got to dip your pizza in ranch dressing, how bad is that pizza? Right? I mean, think about this. I know my, my sons, they start dipping the pizza in the ranch dressing. And I'm thinking, like, you know, this should be grounds for a smack on the back of the head. How the hell do you do this? And I explained to them, sons, we had that talk. My sons are 16, and I sat them down, and we had that talk. Sons, you don't dip your pizza in ranch dressing. I mean, you could dip that garbage pizza in ranch dressing, but you don't dip real pizza. You don't dip Jersey pizza in ranch dressing. You just don't. Absolutely. If they're selling you, if they're giving you ranch dressing with the pizza, what are they saying about their pizza? Um, I, I mean... I mean, it says something like, like Pizza Hut. I think it needs it because like that sauce is like it, it does not red sauce. That's what I mean. I mean, it's like, no, you, I, I would be embarrassed if I made you a pizza, Ryan Bissell. Mm-hmm. I would be mad when Dennis Malloy makes pizza. Does he end your ranch dressing? He doesn't. It would be sacrilegious. Absolutely. You don't do that. There are certain don'ts in New Jersey, and this would be one of them. Absolutely. OK, so I want to know from you. At uh, special numbers, 883-6609 or 883-6254, the best thing to put on a white pizza. And where do you get that white pizza? Because I'm going to do a post on this that's coming up this week that's going to knock your socks off and you're going to want it. I'm telling you, for me, I'm a white pizza guy. And if you get a white pizza done right, it is truly amazing. So do yourself a favor. Once again, 609-883-6609, 609-883-6254. I apologize for the numbers, but it's just one of those things where, uh, you know, the 800 number is down temporarily. So we're working on getting it fixed. We've had some problems here the last day or two, and we're getting it all worked out. But in the meantime, we got the special number, 609-883-6609, What do you like on a white pizza? Where's the best place to get the white pizza? And you know what? There is a difference between the white and the red pizza. Some places do a really good red pizza. And the white pizza, eh, some people do a really good white pizza. And you know what? A really good white pizza, you can't screw up a red pizza, I think, as badly as you could screw a white one up. So we find a good white pizza. The red one's probably going to be up to speed as well, up to snuff. All right. Uh, 883-6609, 883-6254, 609-area-code-for-both. Where's the best white pizza in New Jersey? What do you like on your white pizza? Here's New Jersey 101.5, Fast Draft Minutes on New Jersey 101.5. I want to get out of here. I want to go get a pizza. Right now, I want to, I want to go get a pizza. I've been trying to diet. Hasn't been easy. Father's Day was amazing because, I mean, I got my wife, my, my son's, they, they know me, right? They, this is how they, how they please their dad, my sons. They went out and they got me fresh mozzarella. And they spelled dad with the fresh mozzarella. Is that a gift or what? And then and then my wife, she made me a steak, a, a thick, juicy steak dinner with lobster tail. And uh, the rice balls that had the mozzarella and the prosciutto in them. And uh, it was it was truly amazing. And now like, I've been trying to lose weight and I've been doing good the last, uh, you know. So when I start talking about pizza, yeah, uh, it just makes me want one so badly. Also, for dessert, for dessert, the ultimate dad gift, fudgy to whale. Whale of a cake for a whale of a dad, as Tom Carvel would say. Whale of a cake for a whale of a dad. Delicious.
late Tom Carvel, who did his own commercials. Go on YouTube. Uh, Fudgy to Whale, made by Carvel. And uh, truly amazing. All right, so where do we get the best white pizza in New Jersey? What do we like to put on the white pizza in New Jersey? Let's go to Andrew in Stanhope on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Andrew. Hey, you know what works great on white pizza? Red sauce. <laughs> ah, you waited all day to bring that joke to me, didn't you, Andrew? Yep. But uh, you, this time are you sure this isn't Andrew in Flemington? Is this Andrew in Stanhope? Is something with the Andrews? They feel they got to bring humor to the table. Did your sons? Did they go to the mozzarella factory place in Springfield, New Jersey? The mozzarella factory place? I thought mozzarella was made in a hollow tree by little elves, little Italian elves. There's nothing like fresh, soft mozzarella. But I, I think I mentioned it to you before, Stuff Your Face. Remember Stuff Your Face? Oh, yeah, the Stromboli joint. Yeah, and the mozzarella, it's sealed. The Strombolis are sealed like where other places, it's more like a sub. But they would seal it. And the mozzarella would, like, be at the bottom, nice oh. and soft with the olive oil. I remember that. <laughs> I re There was one in Long Branch, and there was one in East yep. Brunswick. They're not around anymore, right? And South Orange. And well, South Orange. There was one, in, which is not there anymore. But I think there's one in Rutgers by New Brunswick. There's okay. Still one. All right, so what do you put on the white pizza? Usually I don't. My mom's into that. But can I mention my wife and pot? Yes, please. We have not mentioned your wife since you called in. I was wondering. I wasn't sure maybe if you hadn't gotten divorced or something. Tell me about your wife, Andrew, from Thailand, I imagine, right here. Even though she's from Thailand, but when she makes regular pasta, right. she uses a wok and she stir fries gravy, you know, red sauce with um, either chopped meat or chopped pork with vegetables in the wok. And then she stir fries the gravy in a wok? Yep, with Interesting. vegetables. And then she keeps it separate from the pasta and then puts it on top. Like, she never mixes it. No? Until it's served. Like in the, really? You know, it's just so good. And it's like, um, it's a more of a ratio where it's less of the pasta mm. and more of the veggies and, and chopped meat or chopped pork. It's it's just so good that way. And it's not, like, greasy. You know, it's, it's amazing. Did you ever hear of something called the hot pot? <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, I love those. They're amazing. My uh, my wife's friend, uh, one of her, who she works with, invited us to the house, and they had the hot pots. And basically, it's two big pots of boiling water with a whole lot of things that you could put in them, like scallops and shrimp and beef and like a smoked beef, like a brisket kind of deal. You take what you make your own dipping sauce out of choices they give you. Then you take whatever you want to throw in the boiling water. You throw it in. When it flows to the top, it's done, and you eat. And it was like grazing. It was amazing, you know, for a couple hours. It was delicious. There's a good one in Parsippany, a hot pot restaurant, which I like, but it, it feels like a race against time. You know, when they keep serving, like, it's not yeah. relaxing. Like, you have to keep pace, keep pace. I could find myself blowing hundreds of dollars and not realizing it as they just keep bringing it out. You just keep eating it and eating it and eating it. Andrew, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Do you like white pizza? You know, and uh, how do you like? Are you a white pizza person or a regular white pizza person? I like uh, I like the white pizza. You know, I like the white pizza because uh, you know I like the the olive oil that oozes out of it. I like the uh, the mozzarella that's on top of it, and just the uh, the taste of it, the garlic 
I love the garlic and the things that you could put on top of it. And a guy gave me a great idea for a white pizza where you put bacon, sliced tomato, and pepperoni on the white pizza. And it was truly amazing. So I've been talking about, like, where's the best place to get white pizza in New Jersey? And uh, we came up with a bunch of them. I'm going to do a post on this at nj1015.com. And some of the things that we talked about, and you may want to try these, like clams, Clams on a white pizza would pretty much be just like uh, spaghetti and clam sauce, only you put it on top of the white pizza. And there's a place called uh, the American Restaurant, American Diner on Route 33 in Millstone. And I had it there, and it was amazing. You know, I keep hearing about a place called Lee's Tavern that's uh, really good where that's where they sell it. Uh, but that's Staten Island. We're talking New Jersey here. So if I were to ask you, Where's the best place to get it? Where would you go? All right, Scott gives me uh, mozzarella, regatta, grilled chicken, roasted peppers, balsamic glaze on a thin crust in a wood-fired oven. That's not bad. That's not bad. All right, now two special numbers, 609-883-6609, 609-883-6254. But also uh, the one that I heard earlier from Guy, with the um, with the potatoes, you know, potatoes on a white pizza. That's amazing. That's another one that came out. And uh, also, uh, Ryan suggests a breakfast pizza, white pizza with pork roll, egg, and ketchup on top. We talked about that. We talked about that where I had the idea. Somebody actually brought it here once. I actually, no, I actually made it. The idea where you would use the ketchup would be the replacement for the gravy, for the sauce. And then you put the ketchup over that because you're going to put Taylor ham, egg, and cheese. So what I did was I put the ketchup and then you put scrambled eggs over the top and then you put uh, the cheese over the scrambled eggs. And that was the... I made it. I brought it in here. And uh, it went over pretty good, actually. Uh, all right. So do you know that the uh, top high schools in New Jersey for sports list is out by Stacker. And we're going to be talking about it coming up. So uh, if you are if you played high school sports, if you're a, a fan of high school sports, if you played high school sports, how did it work out for you? The best high schools for sports in New Jersey coming up. And uh, my old producer, a guy named Tom Farrell, uh, Coach Farrell, I know him as Tommy Farrell, and he coaches from Manchester, and uh, he's going to be coming on, talk a little, talk a little high school football. So stick around. Uh, did you play high school sports? What did you play? How did it work out for you? This is your chance to Al Bundy me. This is your chance to tell me the stories of your high school career. I'm probably the one person left that you haven't told this story to that you know. So give me a call. Special number 609-883-6609, 609-883-6254. If you could still fit into your varsity jacket, give me a call. If you're wearing your varsity jacket, even though it's like six sizes too small from back in the day, give me a call. It's 930. On New Jersey, 101.5, Steve Travel East. Got your photograph right here. Special numbers, 609-883-6609, 609-883-6254. Those are the numbers to get through tonight. 
Uh, go to nj1015.com. Today is the release of the week. Actually, Friday was the release of the Weaklings. I'm on fire. Cover the Bruce Springsteen song. It's fantastic. Uh, we had Bob Berger, Zeke Weakling in here along with Tony Palagrosi, Caesar Weakling talking about it. Also, Beer League, the series premieres tonight, web series, and uh, Jimmy Palumbo, its star, will be calling in at 1010. Uh, right now, the best high schools for sports in New Jersey have been released, and this is by Stacker.com. More than 7.6 million high school students played sports across the United States during the 21-22 academic year. According to data from the National Federation of State High School Associations, Stacker compiled a list of the best high schools for sports in New Jersey using data uh, from Niche. Their rankings factor in parent and student surveys on sports, total high school enrollment, K through 12 sports championships, number of sports and athletic preparation rates. And the top 25 is on nj1015.com. Uh, did you ever play high school sports and how did it work out for you? My sons both play. Uh, my sons play for North Brunswick High School, and uh, they're so looking forward to this year. As bad as it was last year, it's as great as it's going to be this year. And we can't wait. And also someone else who can't wait is the uh, coach of Manchester High School, uh, who is also my former producer and uh, one of my best friends, the one and only Tom Farrell. What's happening, kiddo? How you doing, Trev? Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for having you. I'm, I'm so used to you being on the other side of the glass. I know, I know. It's weird. Right now I'm on the phone. I know. Man. Look at this. Man, the last time he was in here one night when Gemini and Ray Rossi were in here. Oh, that was such a fun night. <laughs> <laughs> one of the funniest nights ever. Oh, that was awesome. All right. Now, you know, long before you uh, you were my producer, you were a high school athlete. Tell me about your, your adventures playing high school football, how it worked out for you. Yeah, so I, I went to Monsignor Donovan High School in Tom's River, now Donovan Catholic. I played football and baseball um, all my time there. And, you know, I played for a great coach, Dan Duddy, who just instilled, you know, and kind of what I'm doing with the kids at Manchester. I'm not going to say it's it's more than football. It's, 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 it's really bigger than football, the values you learn, um, you know, the things that we try to instill in the, in the young men on the team. And what I learned in high school was, you know, the, the true definition of a man that we try to come across is not, you know, maybe how hard you can hit or how many points you can score or how much money is in your pocket, but do you do the right things in and out of the classroom, right? Do you hold the door open when a girl's walking behind you? Like, um, do, do you, do you say yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am to the teachers? Do you sit in the front of the classroom, take your AirPods out, you know, pull your hood down, make sure you're not wearing a hat inside? Those little things. Um, are big, and that's what I'm trying to instill here, and that's what I learned when I played high school football. It's a lot more than just the X's and O's. Your father was also a coach, and your father embraced it so well that he became the superintendent of Brick Township School District. Yeah, yeah, he gets an itch. I mean, he's he's at a lot of my practices. He's at my away games before the bus even pulls up, so you can tell he misses being on the sideline a lot. <laughs> I, but now, you talk about these things. It's like, as you know, my sons, you know my sons, uh, they're, uh, they're, good, they're 16, and they, you know, it's coaches can get the kids to do stuff that parents can't get them to do. There's a power that the coach has over the player. You know, talk about that because, like, in, in 2023, things are different than when I was growing up than when you were growing up. And you're only 27. You're one of the youngest coaches out there. So yeah. how do you get the kids to buy in? Don't they look at a coach? Everything with my kids, you know, dad, dad, it's not like that anymore, you know? <laughs> how do you get them to buy, to buy in to when you tell them hold the door for the lady or uh, drop your hood or take the yeah. earbuds? How do you get them to buy into that? 
I mean, I'm definitely not one who leads by fear. So let me just say that off the bat. Like, I'm not one to say, hey, if you don't do this, you're not going to play. Or if you don't do this, you know, I'm going to take your helmet. I, I'm a teacher first. You know, right. I'm an educator first. And I think good teaching is good coaching. And good coaching is good teaching. You know, it's, it should be the same thing in the classroom. So the same relationship I have with my students, and my students will tell you that I'll, I'm the same person that I'm in the classroom as on the, on, on the football field, you know, unless I come across a referee who doesn't really make the best call. That's <laughs> right. Um, but it's the same, it's just really earning their respect and telling them that you were once in their shoes and, and to, you know, not to befriend them, but to make sure that, you know, we're all here for the same thing. You know, I always tell kids who are like, oh, this teacher isn't that great or this coach is, is out for me. No, they're not. You know, there's a lot. Teachers and coaches are in the kid business for a reason, you know, because we want to be around kids and we want to make sure we're molding these people into young men and young women. And that just starts right off the gate, just kind of earning their trust, earning their love and, and giving it right back to them. You know, I'm a very big positive affirmation guy and uh, pick them up when they're down. Even if I, you know, get, maybe get into it with a player um, after like during a practice, if I'm really on him, I'll be the first one to put my arm around him and tell him I love him. And, you know, we'll, we'll move on tomorrow. Just this is what I'm trying to get across. So it's the same thing in the classroom, too. I mean, it, it's more than just athletics. It goes it's the same thing in the classroom as well. So what's the advantage like to when you're when you're in high school to play sports? And what about the kids who? You know, they're not the stars of the team. They're not the ones that always make it. You know, they're the ones that are hanging on. You know, and they're there. I give them so much credit because they're not going to get any glory. You know, and yet they show up every day for practice. And yet they, you know, they bust their ass. And you'll see coaches who only coach like a handful of players on the team and leave everyone else just standing on the sidelines unattended. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's kind of like, you know, what do you call the last person in medical school who graduated that's still a doctor? You know, if you win a division championship when you're running out on Friday night, you know, that third-string kid who maybe plays JV is still a part of that championship team. That third-string kid is going up against starters every day in practice, giving them the best look as possible to maybe be that, you know, if we're playing a North Plainfield, which we are, you know, the first game of the season, that third-string kid has to be the best player on that scout team to give them a, a varsity look. You know, so maybe they're not getting the headlines in the paper. Um, you know, they're not really getting all the glory like you're talking about, but they're grinding day in and day out, just like the varsity kids. And the varsity kids will be the first ones to, to give them props and to say they're just a part of this as, you know, as the starters are. So just getting the kids to buy in and make sure it's, it's, it's bigger than them. You know, it's, it's as long as you do your role, you know, everything else will follow. You do the little things and the, and the big things will take care of itself. And that's kind of what we're, we're, you know, turning into this year, you know, with my second year at Manchester. So. You know, Brock Purdy's a perfect example, you know, of what you're talking oh, about. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> here's, here's a guy with no... That's what I try to preach with my kids. You know, we're we're a group three school, so we're right in the middle from mm -hmm. a small school and a big school. You know, we're in the smaller end of that. We probably have like 80 to 90 kids in the program, top to bottom. You know, but those, those you never know when your number is going to be called. You never know when an injury is going to happen, knock on wood. You never know if there's going to be other issues that, you know, warrant a kid to come off the field. You know, you got to be ready to step up. And that's exactly what Brock Purdy did, like you just mentioned. All right. Number one school in New Jersey, Ramapo High School, followed by Del Barton, followed by Red Bank Catholic, followed by Don Bosco, Cedar Creek with the top five, uh, Bergen Catholic, Wayne Hills High School. Tommy Farrell, Coach Tom Farrell from Manchester High School. What advice would you give kids? Kids who are going to go out for high school sports. Who couldn't go out for high school sports? Who are going to go out for high school sports. Oh, we're going to go out for high school sports. Really just be, have fun. You know, I know that's cliche to say, but you're, you're going out these day in and day out, hanging out with your buddies, 
Um, you know, having fun. You don't want to play a sport if it becomes work. You want to play. I coach football as much as work as it can be. Being a head coach, you know, I do it because I love the game and it's taught me so many things. So never lose your passion for the game. Realize why you wanted to try out in the first place, and and remember that it's going to make you a better person. You know, the the things I've learned from. Um, you know, multitasking to, to time management skills to being tough and to, you know, dealing with adversity, all of that things will turn into whatever job you want to deal with in, in, in real life after graduation and college. You know, whether you want to be a radio host, an accountant, a doctor, a lawyer, you know, you're going to have to deal with a lot of things you deal with playing high school sports, and that's just going to get you ready for the real world. But to remember why you wanted to play it in the first place, never lose your love for that game. I like you putting radio host at the top of that list. That was like very that? good. That was number one. That was very good, Tyler. <laughs> All right, kiddo, we'll talk soon, man. Thanks for coming on, coach. All right, thanks for having me. Good talking to you. Got it, pal. All right, uh, give me your high school experience, your high school sports experience. We got two numbers, 888, I'm sorry, 609-883-6609 or 609-883-6254. Every 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5, Steve Trevelis. All right, we got special numbers to get through tonight. 609-883-6609. 609-883-6254. Uh, phone problems, so we've gone to these numbers. And if you could call them, we would greatly appreciate it. Because, uh, the 800 number's down. And, uh, if you go to nj1015.com, as I said, the release of Beer League, the series is out. Jimmy Palumbo with Star is going to be calling in in about 15 minutes and about, say, 10 after 10. And, uh, we just had Tom Farrell on coach of Manchester High School talking about the, uh, high schools in New Jersey. Did you ever play high school sports? How did it work out for you? Uh, did it make you better? It was a good experience, bad experience, you know, depending on where you are, depending on, uh, what was going on. In your situation, sometimes politics gets involved, nepotism gets involved, sometimes uh, the cream rises to the top and you get to go someplace and perform really, really well. The best high schools for sports in New Jersey are on NJ1015.com. They were released by uh, Stacker.com and uh, I can give them to you right now. Number 25 was uh, Riverdale Regional High School in Oradell. It's a public school and uh, Nish gave them an A. Uh, Oak Knoll School of the Holy Child in uh, Summit. They got an A minus. They came in at 24, 23. Jackson Memorial High School, A minus, public school. Middletown High School South uh, came in 22 with an A minus. Manisquan High School South at 21 with an A. Immaculate Heart Academy with an A. Uh, 19 was Ridge High School, and that's in Basking Ridge. Summit Senior High School in Summit, A- minus at 18. And uh, then we've got St. Peter's Prep at 17, A-, minus Shawnee High School, and A. Uh, they came in 16, 15, A-, minus Northern Highlands Regional High School. St. Augustine Preparatory School in Richland got an A. There were 14, 13 Christian Brothers Academy, an A. Uh, Ridgewood High School, number 12, with an A-. minus. West Essex High School got an A. They came in at 11. The top 10, Haddonfield Memorial High School. Number 9, Westfield Senior High School. Number 8, Seton Hall Prep. Number 7, Wayne Hills High School. Number 6, Bergen Catholic. Number 5, Cedar Creek. Number 4, Don Bosco. Red Bank Catholic at 3. Del Barton at 2. And Ramapo High School. Bringing it up at number 1. Now, where do we go from high school sports? Beer League, the series. 
Coming up. Bill Spadia. Unconventional. Uncommon. Undeniable. Weekday morning, 6 to 10 on New Jersey 101.5. Do you have the time to listen to me whine about nothing and everything I'll Ah, we got all kinds of time. Chime time is 10.09. Steve Trevelis hanging with you. Special numbers tonight, 609-883-6609, 609-883-6254. The 800 number's down, so we're working with these tonight. And uh, this is a big night in the world of Beer League. Beer League, the series, has premiered one of the greatest cult movies ever with... Uh, Artie Lang, Ralph Macchio, Jimmy Palumbo. Jimmy Palumbo has now resurrecting it, hoping if you film it, they will come. And he joins me now. Great reviews, my friend. I'm looking at the YouTube page. How you doing? Hey, Steve. Thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, listen, we, you know, we, we put it out there, uh, and the reviews have been, you know, really good so far. I mean, one of the main things people have said that they're, you know, that it's too short, but, we set them up as five, uh, you know, short webisodes. And uh, so far, most of the comments have been good. Um, and I'm happy about that. And we think uh, we're on to something here. Always and, leave uh, them wanting more. Yeah, I watched it with my daughter, even though I had to cover her ears a little bit. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, we, you know, it was good. You know, I, um, it was just, it's just good to see Manganelli again and Trino and Al- Alphonse and, uh, you're going to see more of the characters, and it's just it was fun to see it. You know, even though I've seen it, but it was just fun to know it was the rest of the world was watching it. When I say the world, probably you know, 15 people, but <laughs> it's up there. And uh, we think we'll get some hits throughout the day tomorrow, and we're going to be promoting the hell out of it. Uh, friend of mine, uh, Dave Sergio, right, co-hosts my show sometimes. He's over at Chop Sports Media. Media and uh, he's been helping me with some of the social media, so we're having some fun with there. Good. So we're going to be doing a lot of you know little Instagram posts and Johnny Trino in the batting cages and um, and at the end of the week we're going to have like a GoFundMe uh, page set up, uh, Indiegogo. Uh-huh. And if people want to see more, you toss in a few dollars and uh, we'll <laughs> shoot some more. You know, and we think that we're going to get everybody that was in the first movie that's still alive. Uh-huh. Um, we think we're going to get them in the next uh, round of episodes um, in some fashion or another. Uh, but everybody's in on it. I know we didn't get the big man in it. Or he wasn't in it. Uh, and I know people are disappointed by that. But it's not because he didn't want to do it. He just uh, wasn't, wasn't ready to do it. And uh, But I'm, I, I'm in touch with Artie all the time, and he, he's well aware of what we're doing. Uh-huh. And uh, we're going to, you know, hopefully we'll get Ralph and Tower Bono <laughs> and uh, – but we're going to dive into that, that whole, I think it's, I think the world needs a little, you know, it was a different time 16 years ago in that movie. Isn't it amazing how different, you know, and only, in only and 16 I, years, isn't it amazing how different? There was no internet like this, there mm-hmm. was no Instagram, uh, you know, so we think now, now it's time for a little, a little beer league. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what? Uh, uh, these guys. You yeah. Know? I see the comment. Here's hoping Artie comes back so you can get your league fees covered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we got it on NJ1015.com. 
and we're pushing it out through all our social media as well. Yeah, this has got to be seen. This has got to be seen because you know what? The cool thing about any beer league is where everybody knows your name, where you feel wanted, where you feel part of something. And everybody who watched this movie, when it came out in 2006, and you look at the reviews here, my favorite movie, so glad you're back. You know, you're reuniting with old friends. And if you aren't there the first time, you're making new friends. And if you want, if you, Jimmy Palumbo is a friend you want to have. Jimmy Palumbo, just like Artie, takes care of his friends. And uh, you could just see it there. Well, one of the one of the things we want to really accomplish is listen. I don't know uh, if it's if it's going to be exactly like the movie. It, it can't be because you know different writers and all that stuff. Me right. and uh, Tom Baldinger, who directed it, and Greg Alpern, how we produce it from Unhinged and Six Twenty Four Productions. Um, they uh, we're trying to like these mid guys in their mid fifties. The kids are you know out of college now. What are they doing? They don't really play softball anymore, but they still want to play. They mm-hmm. want to do things. And it's about, we're, you know what it's really about? What's going that? out one night a week for a couple of hours and acting like you're 18 again. That's all it is. Yeah. The problem is the body can't act like they're 18, but they still want to give it a shot. <laughs> and uh, you got to remember, you know, Maganelli's not 18 anymore either. You know? So it's about, you know, going out there once a week, having fun, Talking in the dugout, going for a pizza and beer afterwards, and 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 just reliving your youth, and you know, and hanging out with some younger guys. You know, I just I played Sunday. I was one for four. We had a big comeback. We were down seven seven nothing. We won ten nine. Look at you. And I I was involved. I was involved at the rally. Johnny Trello hit a frozen rope <laughs> down the third base line. Let me tell you <laughs> Made a decent play in the outfield. I'll come back a little bit, but it's all about even the younger guys like. You know, in the old days, everybody was the same age. But now you have a sprinkled in or more younger guys. And I like talk, they're talking about their world and I'm talking about mine. And they're telling war stories. And their war stories are different than ours. But it's the same thing. I had the young guys laughing. They were telling me some wacky stories. And it's about sitting there talking about nothing. Uh-huh. It's not going to change the world. You're talking about nothing. But you laugh. You get a beer. You come home. You're gone. You're home and you're in bed by 9.30. You know what I mean? That's really what it's all about now. But we think we can capture. I think those characters have a lot more to say. I really do. Um, and there's so many places you could take them. You got. You said you had 12, 13 ideas. You know, this idea of the generations, you know, coming together. Uh, I was. I always had this idea that if they brought Cheers back, that you could have Norman Cliff at the bar, you could have Sam behind the bar, and then uh, Carla, and you go out and you hire, like, you know, young bartender, young servers. And it's kind of like what you're talking about here, where you bridge the gap, everybody's in a cool, friendly, fun place, exchanging stories, and and enjoying the fun that each each other, each other's generation has to offer. We want to, yeah. I mean, like at a modern Cheers, you know, now there was Cheers. There'd be one guy arguing politics, one guy talking. I know. That's it would be Cheers. Gotta be, yeah, it would be Cheers. That's exactly right. I, that's funny. I, uh, I, you know, it, it's just, I, like I said, and, and let me address another thing. The, yeah. the short webisodes, okay? Uh-huh. Now, everybody's like, oh, I wish they were longer. But, you know, this is being done on Instagram, YouTube, and all that stuff. And the way of the world is, you know, you know, normally there'd be a, you know, a, a 10 a one hour episodes, right? Or 10 right. half hour episodes. We may do shorter episodes, but we may do 30 or 40 of them. 
Um, in other words, and an episode could be just a scene with, you know, me and me and Alphonse or me and Manganelli in the driveway or me showing up at, at, at Artie's driveway or each <laughs> I can see that doesn't have to be an hour long. It could be just something really brief. And we think there could be some funny material in that. And the way people watch things on their phone, the TikTok generation, kid, listen, when you go to ESPN app, you, you watch a highlight for about a minute or two, and then you move, you move on. So I know people want it to be longer, so do I, but I think in this format, um, it'll work if we can continue to do more. And then let, let's, I hope a big doll comes in, you know, on Amazon or Netflix and says, Hey, let's get, uh, let's, let's do this, you know, and, uh, I think we're also going to have some kids, uh-huh. you know, my son. We're going to try to get some younger stars to do it. Uh, and we're going to try to have, like, I don't want to say what Cobra Kai did, but, you know, you got old people and the young people. You got to kind of match it. You know what I mean? You grow so, it. You know, you grow it. And, and that's what it's all about. And you know what? It's, it's made, you know, you could take a five, you could take your five minute episode and jam pack it with commercials and turn it into a 30 minute episode. Yeah, but who the hell needs that? And the idea that you could watch it and enjoy it and, and, you know, and digest it in five minutes or so, and you're good. That's it. I mean, another another character um, that really needs to be, I think, really looked into, that probably would have had his own spinoff if Beer League were a huge hit, right. uh, is Manganelli. I mean, he's such a bastard yeah. in the first movie. And he's such a, he's such, he's even in this one, he's got that attitude. But I, first thing I said to the writer, Tom and, and director, I said, as we move along, we got to find out more about Manganelli. Either he really is a bad guy or he's not that bad of a guy. Who is he married to? Who, who is he with? I mean, I, you know, he's hooking up with girls and all that, but like maybe there's a whole, maybe he's got a kid. Uh, the you know, wheels are turning. I mean, you know, maybe he's a, maybe there's just, think about it. If you watch the movie and even these episodes that are coming on this week, you you really have a sense of like, wow, where's this guy Manganelli coming from? What's his deal? Mm-hmm. And somehow I think Johnny Trino is going to get involved with that and find out what makes this guy tick. All right. Now that the ban is lifted, right? Now that the ban on Johnny Trino is lifted and you're going to do, you got five of these coming out, one every night this week, Beer League, the series. Jimmy Palumbo, we find it on YouTube, right? We subscribe and we get it. You got to subscribe. You, you can watch it without subscribing, but it really helps us to subscribe. Then we know who's really into it. And uh, eventually, if you have enough subscribers and you get enough view time and we start, money starts trickling back, and we're going to have a GoFundMe. I call it crowdsourcing, as they call it. Crowdsourcing, and, right. And uh, we're going to go from there. So we'll see what happens. All right, Jimmy. Best of luck, man. Thanks for calling in. Keep in touch. We'll find out. Appreciate it. And thanks for the support, man. All the comics, they love you out there, man. They really do. I appreciate that. We love you too, Jimmy. Jimmy Palumbo, universally loved. Seriously. If you're in comedy, you know. All right. uh, Two numbers here. 883-6609-609 area code 609-883-6254. What a great idea. I mean, if you had a tell, if you had a movie, that you think would make a great series or a great web series. Tell me what, give me, give me one that you got in mind. 101.5.
New Jersey 101.5 giving you a super summer family fun day. You can win free passes to the Casino Pier in Breakwater Beach. Just listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for the secret code word. Enter it on our New Jersey 101.5 app for your chance to win a free family four-pack of ride and slide passes. There's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, Casino Pier, Breakwater Beach, and Seaside Heights. Classic Jersey Shore fun for everyone. Make this a summer with free family fun from New Jersey 101.5. All right, special number 609-883-6609, 609-883-6254. If you call the 800 number, they're just going to tell you it's not working. So you got to call these numbers, and then, uh, you know, we get you on the air. We get you on the air here, Beer League the Series. Now, Beer League the movie was 2006 with uh, Artie Lang, uh, Ralph Macchio, and uh, Jimmy Palumbo as basically, uh, you know, a slacker trying to get his softball team to play better so that uh, stories on NJ1015.com so they could compete in the Bar League. And uh, so it was a really cool, cult classic, funny movie. And uh, now Jimmy Palumbo, who played Johnny Trino, who was banned uh, in the movie. I won't get into the details. But uh, think about if they were able to get those guys back together. And how do you do it? Well, you start something. You try to make something happen. So Jimmy Palumbo got together with uh, my friend Tom Baldinger, the director, and Jimmy Alperin, the uh, the producer. Uh, and basically, uh, this is what they've done. And uh, it's a webinar. It's a web series. And at first one tonight, there's going to be three different. Uh, I mean, it's going to be one released every night this week. Five episodes in the can, one tonight, tomorrow night, Wednesday night, Thursday, Friday. What's great about it, they could uh, go anywhere they want. They could do them on the spur of the moment. Uh, it's got Jimmy Palumbo reprising Johnny Trino. It's got Matty Corman as Marilyn, Michael Deeg as Alphonse, Anthony DeSando as Dennis Maganelli, who you heard Jimmy talking about. And, you know, it got me thinking, though, like, why, you know, think about the way things are going today. Uh, especially with television, especially the way we tell people, you know, the way we take in our television. A web series is fine. Kids have a short attention span. My kids have a short attention span. They're buried in their phones. And if you can get the message across in a few minutes as opposed to uh, wasting time, 30 to 40, you know, 30 minutes, 60 minutes or whatever, you give me quality, that's okay. And who knows, you know, as it grows... The more people watch it, the more people want more time. The more, the, the bigger you can make the episodes, the more money comes in. So I was thinking about this. Like, what are some of the TV shows or movies that would make great TV shows? MASH was a perfect example. MASH was a great movie. Someone got the idea to spin it into a television show. The Odd Couple was a great movie. Someone got the idea to spin it into a TV show. So who knows with Beer League? Because everybody... You know, everybody either played in the beer league at one point or played on a team at one point. Even you're a kid at the playground and you want that feeling back. And one of the things you lose as you get older is the connection, the ballpark. You know, when you're, uh, when you're in your teens, you're there every day. Your twenties, you're there with your friends and it starts to wane as you get life. You get your job, you're working. You don't get to do it as much. But you remember the feeling. You remember just hanging with your friends. And that's what Beer League is about. And I love that idea. So if you were thinking about, like, I, I talked about the idea of Cheers. 
you know, where you put them all back in the bar. But as Jimmy said, the bar would suck today because everybody's talking politics. Everybody's, uh, we can't agree on anything. We're not having any fun anymore. You know, it was a Crosby, Stills, and Nash is getting to the point where I'm no fun anymore. So I put it out there. What are some of the movies that would make great TV series? And uh, Evan comes up, imagine Airplane as a web series where you just do a couple of funny things for about five minutes. That's all you would need, right? Come on in, right? If you did Airplane as a series, you know, if you saw the first of all, the movie Airplane could never air today because it's so politically incorrect. But imagine like if you did like, you know, five, ten minutes of Airplane. It'd be hysterical. Just the funny stuff that came out of it. Absolutely. I mean, and that, that sorry, that movie was kind of like a laugh per minute, not a laugh per minute, but there was just so many laughs. It was a machine a gun. Yeah. It was a machine gun. And you had to watch it. Same thing with the naked gun, you know, uh, if you ever watched that, uh, which was like Police Squad. Uh, John Wick, that could make an actual TV series. The Bourne series. That would, that'd be really I'm surprised good. they don't like, someone hasn't really bought the rights and done that. Yeah. And gotten someone to play Matthew. Because uh, um, Jack Clancy's a series. Jack Clancy. That's a, what is that, like a spy thing? Jack Clancy was uh, Hunt for Red October, right? And then uh, Patriot Games. Well, they had Harrison Ford played him and Alec Baldwin played him. And now in the uh, in the series, the guy who played in The Office plays him. Jim Halpert? Not Jim Halpert. No, that's, Jim the, Halpert. that's the guy no, who plays the him. the guy who played Jim in The Office. Plays. Oh, it's going to get me. I, I know, right? He played in that 20s movie uh, with George Clooney. Uh, we're going to hate ourselves when we figure out his name. John Krasinski. John Krasinski. Oh, my gosh. Uh, he, play, he, plays, he plays Jack Ryan. Oh, wow. In, in the Amazon series. So I could easily see a Bourne series. Yeah. You know, that would be simple to do. You know what? I'm surprised never got a series like that. Um, What's that? Shrek. Uh, Shrek has a bunch of movies and there's the spin-off. You like a, a cartoon? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they have the movies and they have the Puss in Boots. The, they just released a new movie, I think, in the last year. Um, so I'm surprised they never like got around to like a miniseries or anything like that. Disney oh. owns that, right? Pixar? I think I thought that was DreamWorks. Is DreamWorks part of Disney? Is DreamWorks still around? I have no idea. I have no but idea. I mean, <laughs> if, but that could be, see, yeah, that, that would make sense. Like if, if we had Saturday morning cartoons, then probably I could see that. Yeah. Because look at Disney, Mickey Mouse Club, right? Or Mickey Mouse, if you have the Disney Channel. Uh, all that stuff is still out there, you know, and Mickey Mouse has his own series and all that. Some of the other ones they got here, Silent Hill. <laughs> well, Maverick has already been done, you know, Maverick the movie. Well, I think Maverick the movie, it was Maverick the TV series first. You know what I'm talking about. Maverick, is Maverick was a, a gambling cowboy from like the early 60s. James Garner played him. Yes. There yes. were three brothers, Brett Maverick. Bo Maverick and some other Maverick and Roger Moore was a Maverick. James And they repre they did the movie in nineteen ninety four and that was James Garner, Mel Gibson, and uh I think Meg Foster. Wow. Uh did it. All right, it's ten thirty. A New Jersey one on one point five, Steve Trevelis. You know, talking about Beer League, the uh, there were movies that uh you know turned out great T V shows. And there were great TV shows that ended up bringing, you know, uh, what can I say, spawned other TV shows. Like, yeah. for instance, The Andy Griffith Show was the number one show when it left the air in, I think, 1968. 
It was, you heard of the Andy Griffith Show, right? Of course. It was at the top, it was the number one rated show. Andy Griffith decided to walk away from it. Uh, he wanted to do it anymore. Too stressful or just too long? Just didn't want to do it anymore. Whatever it was. He wanted to go into movies, I think it was. Oh. But Andy Griffith leaves the show. And what do they do? They decide they're going to continue the show without him. <laughs> so here you've got Andy Griffith leaving the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> And they, their last episode of the Andy Griffith show was called Mayberry RFD. And what they did was they took um, all the surrounding characters, which was Goober, Aunt B, uh, Emmett, the fix-it guy, I uh, forget who else, Howard Sprague, and they kept them in. Mm-hmm. And they replaced Andy with another widower, mm-hmm. a guy named Sam Jones, played by Ken Berry. And his son, Mike, and Aunt B goes to live with them. And they basically recreated the Andy Griffith show. And it ran for three years from 1968. And the, the, the opening of the show was Andy gets married. He marries Helen and they go, right? Yeah. And then uh, in the second season, Andy has a baby and they move away. And it's the same show. But the show ran for three years. And for three years, Mayberry RFD was a top 10 show and it fell to 15 the third year and they canceled it when the uh, Fred Silverman came to CBS and canceled it was called the rural purge yeah. and they canceled every show that took place that didn't take place in the city they canceled Mayberry RFD uh, Hee Haw Green Acres wow all those shows got wiped out and they replaced them with all the Norman Lear comedies. All the family uh, came in and good times. And they went out with good times eventually. But they went on this, you know, they just, it was called the Rural Purge. But for three years, this show, which was a spinoff of the Andy Griffith show. Here's another one. When MASH ended, MASH yeah. ran 11 years. And Alan Alda uh, had said to Mike Farrell, said to him at one point, how long do you want to keep doing this? And Alder goes, I figure about 10 years. He goes, well, it's already been 11. (laughs) Oh? (laughs) So Alan Alder decides he's not coming back. So what they did, they went to every cast member. Do you want to continue? Those that said yes, they created a new show called Aftermash. And they took Colonel Potter and Corporal Klinger and Klinger's wife that he marries, the Korean wife he marries at the end of the finale, and Ray R. O'Reilly, and they put them in a Missouri hospital, and they called it Aftermash. Wow. And I was able to survive. How long did it go for? It didn't, it didn't go long. Uh, I'll give you another one. Scrubs. Right? Scrubs had so many f- grand finale endings, and it had one of the most overdone. The, 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 the series finale of Scrubs was almost like a parody of series finales. It was so over the top and yeah. so gut wrenching, and they went for everything <laughs> on this. Bill Lawrence, right? And uh, but in the end, what happens? They cancel it. I mean, we ended the show. We signed it for another year. What? Wow. And they brought it back. And then what? Uh, they took the the, the satellite characters again, mm-hmm. and they uh, made it uh, like they're in a hospital. Now they're in a college. Te- their teachers. Uh, Zach Braff, J.D., and Donald Faison, they make occasional appearances, but it became more about the other characters. And that lasted, I think, maybe a year or two. 
I'm not sure if it's the longest live action sitcom. It's what's that? It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's the show I was thinking of. That's got 15 seasons. They're working on. 16. Has it really have 15 seasons? Yeah, they're working on 16. And that show, I mean, wow, they, they keep it fresh. And the cast, to my knowledge, has been the same for the entire run. Um, I was listening to uh, I have some podcast and char- that Charlie Day, who plays one of the characters, was on. Oh, he's hysterical. And, oh, he's so, he's so funny. He was also in the Mario movie uh, as uh, Mario's brother Luigi. And he was saying that, like... The Horrible Bosses. Uh, was he in that, too? The horrible... He I think he was in Horrible Bosses, too. He might have been. But he was saying that, like, time goes by. He sees all these other actors around them having these crises. Like, what do I do in between these films? But he's like, because I've been doing this show for 16 years, I haven't had to have that thought of, you know, what's outside of this show? What do I do in my free time? I never understood why people would leave successful sitcoms. Yeah. But they do. I never understood why McLean Stevenson would have left MASH. I never understood, you know, so many characters... Uh, why would Radar leave MASH? You know, there's so many <clears throat> uh, characters. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do something else. Why would you Andy Griffith? You want to leave your show at number one. With your name on it. With your name on it. <laughs> but, but they, you know, but they do. And, you know, the thing with is Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I liked it. And then when they got Danny DeVito, it just went up to another level. Oh, my God. But it worked. Yeah. And he's a, he's a. He's a Jersey guy, but I think he's like Asbury a Philadelphia Jersey. No, he's not Philadelphia Jersey. He's Asbury kind of Park. Side. That's more like New York. No, Jersey. Danny DeVito's from Asbury Park. No, no, no. I know, but like, so when you look at New Jersey, it's kind of like there's like a Philly part of Jersey where. Oh, people I see what you like mean. Oh, all right. From York a Philly Park. standpoint. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um. But he plays Frank, right? He owns yeah. the bar, right? Yeah. And then yeah. where does he also did Danny DeVito get his start in like that show Taxi? That was on for a while, right? Taxi was amazing. Yeah, he got started in Taxi. and Oh, he was started in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest oh. in 1975, the Jack Nicholson movie. Yeah. He was in it, and so was Christopher Lloyd as Jim Ignatowski. Wow. But he wasn't Jim Ignatowski in Cuckoo's Nest. He was Jim Ignatowski in Taxi. But, uh, yeah, when Danny DeVito, Danny DeVito created Louis De Palma, and the Taxi show was, there was an article in the, I think it was the Village Voice, on this uh, new this Manhattan taxi cab company, and what a cool cab company it was, and they you know their adventures. It was done in like seventy five or whatever, and I think James Brooks, whoever got the idea to turn it into a series, that's really cool. And that's how Taxi came to be. But when you look at that cast, they got um, you know they got Judd Hirsch, and Judd Hirsch got the show because he didn't want to do it. He was an, he'd done Mary Tyler Moore. He was an actor. They, uh, he did not want to do a sitcom. He didn't want to be tied to it. So he says to his agent, tell them something so ridiculous that they'll say no. And the agent says, he wants to have his name over the title. So they said, yeah. He's like, they said, yeah. <laughs> and now when you see the opening of Judd Hirsch taxi and he's like I'm so embarrassed I go to the, go to the opening and I'm thinking they're going to kill me the other actors like, nobody said anything uh, Andy Kaufman had a deal that he only wanted to work two days a week That's so he would come much. in and do his stuff two days a week and everybody else and he was a real pain in the ass on the set too uh, as great as he was and that's documented in uh, Man on the Moon but yeah he got he got his start but that whole ensemble of you know Andy uh, Andy Kaufman, uh, Mary Lou Henner, Tony Danza, uh, Jeff Conaway, who got a starring role in it, and uh, Christopher Lloyd. You know that is one of the greatest ensemble sitcoms. And oh god, you get the break. And the other one would be News Radio. 
Oh, my gosh. I love that. Look at the cast in that show and where they all went. Well, you know, with yeah. the exception of Phil Hartman, yeah, of course. Just, but it was, was built around Phil Hartman. But he was, you know, he was a megastar. It's, it's tragic what happened to him. Absolutely. And John Lovitz could not fill that. But then again, it's you know, there, there's a certain point when Freddie Prinze left Chico and the Man. You know, he when he you know he died, he killed himself. But they could never replace Freddie Prinze, although they tried. It doesn't always work. I'm hoping Beer League, the series, works. Every 15 minutes in New Jersey 101.5. Weather brought to you by Ristorante Luca. Attention, Bucks County residents. Drive to Ristorante Luca, where the road to an exceptional dining experience remains open. I-95 is going to be closed for months. We can't fix the road, but we can provide you an alternative route to the most talked about fine dining Italian restaurant. All right. Steve Trevelis, Ryan Bussell. How's it going? Uh, I got to give you the opening. We didn't do the opening. You ready for the opening? I think I am. Well, I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for headlines and Trev lines. I read the news today. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. There's Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. What the hell's going on? Well, all right. So, uh, the Pennsylvania governor, uh, his name is uh, Governor Josh Shapiro, yes. has promised that I-95 will be open in two weeks. Two Jul- weeks, eh? July 1st. Hold on, I, I got reaction on that. <laughs> two weeks, he said, eh? Yes, two weeks. He said two weeks. Yes, two so, weeks. Okay. So uh, him and uh, President Biden toured the site uh, from the presidential helicopter, Marine One, and uh, he said that this is our championship. We will have I-95 reopened within the next two weeks. He's the president. And Biden went... He didn't have the energy to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Biden himself is lifting up stones and pouring the concrete. Yeah, really. What's the over and under on two weeks for 95 rebuild? What's the over and under? If you're betting, you got that sports app, that's where you want to go. What's the you parlay on that? Want to pay the ranch? There we go. That's how we do it. I think they had an extra lane. That's my parlay here. For there the you extra, go. A little better. Extra lane. Yeah. Um, so uh, they will be done in our lifetime. Yeah. So they actually have federal help now with it because it's such a major lane, and uh, they say that over a hundred and fifty thousand vehicles will travel on it every day, including fourteen thousand trucks. Not for the next couple of years. <laughs> yeah, but that always impresses me, just how many you know cars and trucks. You don't think about it. It feels like a lot, oh, yeah. and then it always ends up being even more than that. The Schuylkill was built for 50,000 cars, and when I worked in Shadow in, in the late 90s, it was handling like half a million. But I'm wondering what's going to come first. Let's see, the, the Jets in the Super Bowl, okay. or 95 gets rebuilt. <laughs> the Sixers in the NBA championship, or 95 gets rebuilt. A Philadelphia team winning the championship. The Flyers get the Stanley Cup or 95 gets rebuilt. Yeah, when I first heard the word Skoogle, I thought it was just like an Italian South Philly pastry or something. No, that's a Jewish, that's a Kugel, right? <laughs> yeah. like a salt and pepper Kugel. I, I used to know how to make that. Really? It's an actual dish. It's oh. like a noodle thing, a noodle Kugel. Sounds good. Um, so uh, Beachwood in New Jersey is going to be banning swimming for the 2023 season. Way to attract people to the beach. <laughs> So um, as a result of not having enough applicants uh, for uh, lifeguard uh, people on the beach, um, they only got one application for the position. They will have no swimming this year uh, for the safety of of all. No swimming for you. No swimming for you. Uh, Come on. 
What do they pay in the lifeguard? Uh, it we got to find out. Let's see. Uh, I'm on the page right now, and it just has a notification on it that mm-hmm. says, uh, Dear beach patrons, due to the lack of lifeguard employment applications received by the borough, there will be no swimming allowed at the Beachwood Beach for 2023. Well, here's what you got to do. You know, what did Jackson do with the school buses? They raised, we're going to give you 30 bucks an hour, whatever it was. Paid a lifeguard. Give the lifeguard 30 bucks an hour. See how fast you get a lifeguard. Oh, my gosh, yeah. How much money are you losing by not selling beach badges, by not being able to make money? How much money are you losing by not having that beach functional in parking, in beach badges, whatever it is you make money on? Concessions. There's so much money being lost. You got to pay the lifeguard. Absolutely. Wait, before you hit that, yeah. with, with pay like that, we won't have kids working at the beach. We'll have guys and women that look like uh, uh, Baywatch. It'll be Baywatch. Here. The Jersey Bay, the, from Bayhead to Baywatch. <laughs> this has been the Steve Travely Show on demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.5.